Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, guys. Key in Houston, part of our spring tour. H-Town, what up, Hugh? What up, Key? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, I am up. That is correct. <laughs> you are is. up. He's in an undisclosed location <laughs> where, right now. Yes, where are you? Location. <laughs> I am in an undisclosed location, and I probably lost five pounds walking across the street. Uh, it's not hot outside. Welcome, welcome to that man. thick heat. Welcome to that thick heat. That thing. Oh, boy, it's so <laughs> hot, Jay, man. That's a <laughs> key. We got that in North Carolina where you walk outside and your armpits start sweating for no damn reason at all. Well, why am I sweating? I'm just... I'm walking. I'm just standing outside. 5 a.m. in the morning, it was, it, yeah, it was one of those deals where it felt like I just played a 7-on-7 football game or something. I mean, first of all, you better you better be happy that they even let the A.C. on where you are after all the stuff you there's, talked about the Astros. There's no uh, there's no A.C. on in this building. See? That's okay. I knew it. That's, I knew it. They're like, <laughs> oh, Key, okay, we got you, Key. We've tried. Talking all that mess about the Astros. We got we've you. We've tried three different fans already. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat, who's here with us, is you know one of the producers who's playing producer slash engineer executive over here. He's afraid that the fans that he plugged up is going to be too loud over the microphones, and you'll be able to hear it in the background noise. So, in other words, he'd rather me just sweat my you know what's off <laughs> rather than <laughs> keep me cool. So, if you start to see beads of sweat trickling down, you'll know why. This is the old Red Auerbach. They don't believe that game they're running on you key he's turning it's like the boston garden visitors <laughs> locker room key it's comes ridiculous. to houston it's ridiculous but I, I i don't know maybe it's just the building or something right? because there's fans like literally in everybody's offices and so my uh particular studio right now is a little hot but <laughs> you know what else was hot last night there it is, is, that, a, is that a transition, no, that's a you're, transition. You're so much yeah. better at it the heat were hot the heat couldn't have been any hotter. And now the heat is on, the 76. <laughs> it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Is the heat on James Harden? Guys, listen to what James Harden had to say after they got whooped up on in Miami, after the, the heat took care of the Sixers in Miami in game five. Heat are now up 3-2. L- listen to my, James Harden. In the second round of the, of the playoffs, on the road or in game five, it's not good enough just to play hard. You know what I mean? You got to play hard and you got to be able to think possession by possession. Um, and we just didn't, you know, put enough uh, thinking possessions together. But you didn't play hard. <laughs> you you didn't play hard. I, I'm watching the game last night and I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'm confused. This is a pivotal game five. All the momentum is going Philly's way. Why is there not a sense of urgency? And it led me to my ultimate conclusion about this team. Now, they may go on to win the series, but I don't think they will. They are leaderless on the floor. Leaderless. Think about the leader on every team in the NBA playoffs right now. And and I'm going to get to my point because somebody's answer is going to be, well, that's Joel Embiid. And I don't think it can be Joel Embiid for this team to win a championship. CP3, Devin Booker, the leader on Phoenix. Luka, the ball's in his hands a ton, the leader on the Dallas Mavericks. Giannis, the ball's in his hands a ton for the Milwaukee Bucks. There's a toughness there. Jimmy Butler for the Miami Heat. There's a sense of urgency. There's a, there's a gravity around him that just makes you, you want to run through the wall. 
I think that's hard for Joel Embiid because he is a big and the ball is not in his hands. I'm not saying he can't be the best player, most dominant player on the floor. Someone's got to get him the ball. But somebody has to be that lead guard on this team. And I don't think that's James Harden. There's not that same bark, that same ferocity from James Harden as a player. And then you're, well, you're going to ask Tyrese Maxey to do that, such a young player. You're going to ask Tobias Harris doesn't have that. He might be that silent leader in the locker room, but there's nobody with a roar on this team, Key. And for me, watching him last night, I'm like, even watching Doc Rivers come out after the game, be like, yeah, we didn't come out, we weren't hard. Like, what, what, how do you not come out hard on the road in the game five? You know, I, I don't want to say that there's not a leader on there because in game four, we saw James Harden really do his thing and he looked like a leader to me. No, uh, no, Joe when you make beat. shots, doesn't mean you're leading, Key. But it means it you're making it shots. It wasn't even necessarily about the making the shots. It was just about everything he was doing on the floor. So I understand what you're saying from a basketball standpoint. But when I look at it and you talk about all the guys, at the CP3s and Devin Bookers and whatnot, CP3 is a natural leader. That's just who we go tag him as a leader no matter what team he's on because that's just what he's always been. And I think, you know, for them, one of the things that they've got to do, they've got to get better coaching, one. And James Harden has got to show up on a consistent night. I think if he plays better, if he plays the way that he's capable of playing, then Joel Embiid will play the way he's capable of playing. They, they kind of go, all three of them kind of go hand in hand from my observation standpoint. Okay, so check this out. Number one, in the, by the way, in almost okay. all these series, home team, road team look totally different, right? When they're at home, totally different, a road, totally different. But, but, but to the dimension that you're talking about, Jay, the, dimen- the, the leadership, the point of view of leadership – and a player playing with, like, a chip on their shoulder as your leader. Listen to uh, Marcus Hayes, who, who covers the Sixers for the Inquirer, Philly Inquirer, okay? I get the feeling, it's a tweet of his, I get the feeling Jimmy Butler, 87 points in his last 10 quarters, isn't playing lights out to make the Sixers regret choosing Tobias Harris over him, right? Because remember that? Jimmy Butler walked, they signed up Harris. I think he's trying to prove he'd have been a better choice than James Harden, too. You have, two, you have two guys who do similar things for their team. And one, Jimmy Butler, is playing like he has something to prove. And the other, James Harden, isn't, right? I mean, like when, when James Harden comes at the post-game presser and says, it's not enough to play hard, you're right. It's kind of talking slick because implied in that is we're playing hard. We just need to also play smart. But, Jay, you're watching them and going, mm, no, you're assuming – no, you're not playing hard, and that's part of the problem, right? Well, both Joel Embiid and James Harden were minus 29 last night. They led their teams. Those are your two best players, and plus minus, that's not good. And, Key, it leads me to this point, and I know what you're saying, but, like, that's what I was saying the other day when everybody was like, oh, you're hating on James Harden. I'm like, no, I'm not. I think that's more consistent with who James Harden is. He's not a prolific scorer. Would he have been better off with Butler than Harden? I think, yeah, yeah. But how was they ever going to get Butler? I don't know. No, they, had Butler. they had him. And they, they had, had Butler. Butler. I know. They had Butler they had and Ben him. Simmons. They had him way before James Harden was even yeah. in the equation. So I'm kind of lost on the but it's, Jimmy Butler. Well, the point James is Harden, they, what they, they had they, him. It's the point, Key, that Joel Embiid is an incredible dominant player. Should have won MVP, right? But it seems like the one thing this team is missing is that lead dog that every single day pushes Joel Embiid to be better, to be better, to be better. Right, there's nobody on that team. It just feels like that has a roar that other teams have. It seems like it's lacking there, and I've heard Philly fans say this about this team as well. And it, it, it seems like that's a void. And last night, once again, I'm just trying to tell you, Key, sense of urgency. 
from the beginning? Like, you're wondering what, what team – how do you question whether a team's going to give effort when a series is tied 2-2? Two to two? And you know if you get this game, you can close it out at home. All right, we are um, going to get into the Doc Rivers of it all because Doc had stuff to say at the post-game presser too. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. But wait until you hear what one of our, one of our insiders says about a two-time All-Star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? This guy just called That's next on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Oh my God. We, uh, you know what? I All right. Key, I, we, we, we're... <laughs> I was going to talk about something Diana Rossini tweeted. Yes. But I just got some information. <laughs> I'm dying to Key, talk what is about your shirt right say? now. What does my shirt say? Yeah, what shirt do you have on today? I have the shirt on that I had to uh, <laughs> cross out a couple he months ago. He still has it. Why do you still have Why did you pack it on a road trip? Why did you pack it? You're sponsored by Adidas. You have thousands of shirts. Throw that shirt away. No. Why not? It must fit well or something. Like, Key, I why? like my surfboard, my surfboard shirt. Yeah. But you know what it says, and it has marker blacked out on That's it. That's cool. Jay, you're fashion, man. That's cool, See, Jay. Here's one thing about Key, I love you. Here's one thing about Key. He really doesn't care what you no, think. I love he that. he doesn't. Look, and he, got, <laughs> he ah. also has the slippers on. Yes. The Jesus sandals. But, but, yeah, no, I... I packed it on purpose. I'm here two days. I brought two days worth of clothes, and that's it. And this was one of the shirts that I grabbed. He think says, about that. You got a thousand shirts probably in your in your luxury closet you got over there in your mansion. And he looks and he says, "I'm gonna take this, this one. one that I had to cross out you, on the see, road." No, 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 wait, wait. You would be shocked at my closet and my wardrobe. You would be shocked. Uh, you would be shocked, Max. You see, mm. see, Max, I'm with Keon. It's like I'm a minimalist when it comes Man, to. I ain't got. I, I don't I, like wearing all that stuff. Yet. Yeah, I don't have as many clothes as you might think. How about but, the- but wait, Max, can you tell people the day when Key first came in and he he recognized it on the shirt? He said, "Oh, what was it?" And literally watching him before the show take a black marker and inking it out because it can't be seen on, on TV. TV. Yeah. yeah, now you're going to bring attention to it, and people well, are now going to be looking at it. They're going to zoom it. They're going to crop it. 
and then they're going to read through the black ink. Well, you thought it was a surfing board shirt. And then no, it is like, a surfboard shirt. Is it, though? Yeah, what no, kind? it is. It's a it's surfing a stiff shirt. shirt. It's a stiff hey, surfboard. How about this one? You, I, don't, I don't have, like, a ton of shirts either, right? Like, I don't want to pay, but Is it ever, a surfing board shirt? Yeah, Key, do you have the problem where you have certain shirts you like, and then it gets thrown in the wash and then dried no, when it's not supposed to be dried and shrunk? Don't do this to my people, please, Max, because I'm going to jump through the television because I'll go crazy when you bring this sort of stuff up because I just had this conversation the other day yeah. and someone almost got fired yeah. because I told them, don't, don't try it. wash my blanking clothes. I will do it on my own yeah. because clearly that $800 cashmere sweater is now for a now kid. Yeah. is the size for a doll. Yeah, I have to go. Please I, like, don't. I have no shirts to fit anymore because it keeps getting put in the dryer. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We're back in 10 seconds. Yeah, I get expensive. so mad at that. Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Maybe Zach Levine is in play if you're willing to give a max. I'm sure he would take a four-year max to get him out of there. And he's unrestricted. If I'm the Bulls, I say, cool, Zach, let's work out a sign and trade. $213 million for Zach Levine. I, all the people who... <laughs> are clinging to this argument that Zach Levine is this unbelievably transcendent player. They say, oh, two-time All-Star. He made the Olympic team. He won a gold medal. What has Zach Levine ever done on a winning team? Yeah. Why are you going at Zach Levine like that, Jay Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. Yeah, he, Nick Friedel did not yeah, pull punches. See that, I mean, Jay? I get, I got you? special treatment here. Oh, is, is somebody uh, fanning you right now? Yes. That must be a it fan. Feels it's like, like, <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> what kind of treatment? Hey, what world crazy. Feels good, yeah. though. Really does. How good does it feel, Key? It he's an Egyptian pharaoh over here. Look at him. <laughs> an he got some, he's going to do this for four straight hours. For four straight hours. So not only is he the technician, not only is he the executive, but he's also your professional fanner. Yes. He, he's probably a fan. Yeah. Fan with a fan. <laughs> You got to be a fan to, to stand there fanning him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. Um, so Zach Levine. Yeah. Look, Nick Friedel maybe may have sounded harsh about Zach Levine. Well, listen, we'll play it again just so ever because you heard it on the way in. But in case you didn't hear it just right, this is what Friedel said. If I'm the Bulls, I say, "Cool, Zach. Let's work out a sign and trade." See ya. Really? Two hundred and thirteen million for Zach Levine. I all the people who. <laughs> are clinging to this argument that Zach Levine is this unbelievably transcendent player. They say, oh, two-time All-Star. He made the Olympic team. He won a gold medal. What has Zach Levine ever done on a winning team? 
that so, leads you to believe wow. that this is a foundational piece that you need to give max money to and that you're going to be closer to a title. So, guys, I saw you had a reaction to that, like a visceral reaction to that right away. Nick Friedel's not bringing that up out of nowhere. It's a response to something that Brian Windhorst reported. Listen to what Wendy said about Zach Levine's status on the Bulls at the moment. Subsequently, as I've talked to Lee executives, there's now some belief, and maybe only Zach knows, but there's now some belief that, that Zach could be in play. That, you know, that what a lot of people thought was a foregone conclusion of Zach staying in Chicago on whatever deal it was going to be may not be the case. So as you look at options for this summer, maybe Zach Levine is in play if you're willing to give a max. I'm sure he would take a four-year max to get him out of there. And he's unrestricted. So maybe he won't be a Chicago Bull. And what Friedel is saying, guys, Jay Key is like, look, okay, if he doesn't want to be in Chicago, it's not the end of the world. He's a very good player. But considering you have to give him 200-something million, maybe you move him and you get parts that are as good as him at least, and, you know, you don't have to get to spend the 200-something million. If he well, doesn't, think, it, yeah, go, I would go think, Jay, No, I would say I would think that that is the Chicago Bulls' decision that they need to make because there are players in sports that get dollars that people don't feel like they're worthy of and they deserve because that's the way the organizations may feel. But it's the marketplace – it is what it is, and you got to make that decision on what you want to do with him, Jay. Key, we've had this conversation a multitude of times on what the marketplace dictates yes. for that player at that time. So here's my thing to Chicago fans. If you think that you can get pieces that are better to help you build a championship team off DeMar DeRozan at this stage of his career, then do that. But I'm giving him the deal. There's 25-7-5 every night, and he's – showed you that he could play alongside another all-star, and his production did not diminish. It stayed the same. Now, I, I don't understand why everybody's so – if he doesn't want to be there, that's a different story. But if I'm Chicago. I'm trying to make sure that Zach Levine understands that we want him to be here, and we want him to be a pillar of our franchise moving forward. And even if he's not your one, right, even if he's not your 1A – he is a damn good two. Yes. And if you can find a 1A to pair with that, then you might got some championship stuff in there. But you can't think that Zach Levine is the 1A, right, of your team, and he's going to take you to championship. He is not LeBron James. But he's he, not yeah. those type of guys. But he is certainly that Batman, I mean, that Robin to a Batman if you got a strong Batman. And but no that, question about it. And like Jay said, you dropping 25, 7, and whatever the rest was, that, come on now. It ain't a whole lot of dudes. They act like that's people walking around the streets just dropping 25. That's not happening. But, Keith, people expect when people hear Max, they think Max only, like, pertains to the top seven players in the league. You have twos that are getting Maxes. But like, I want to – Andrew Wiggins got a crazy deal. But I want to – but if you – Fine, that may be, and you can also win with a guy like that. However, when Key just said Batman Robin, they have a Batman and DeRozan. Now, you said a strong Batman. So DeRozan, yeah, Levine. DeRozan, DeRozan's strong. Uh, but but cool. my, my point is DeRozan, Levine, you need a lot more still. So since you can only give out, let's say, two maxes, three if you grandfather one in maybe, mm-hmm. then you have to really consider, once I give this guy the max, can he be the second or third 
best player on a championship team. And Zach Levine, if he's the number two, you need another, you need a third who's kind of close well, to him. It's hard. When everybody, when Key, when everybody gives this whole idea, like, what does Zach Levine ever won? What, I'm like, okay. No, he's good. Well, he's good. But like, a lot of players haven't won until they win. Like, Jimmy Butler hasn't won a championship. And before they got to the championship in the bubble, people used to say, well, he's not really a winner. What has he won? Right? So, I mean, back in Chicago, otherwise, I mean, they probably use that example to a degree. But I'm just saying, like, I don't like people coming down on Zach Levine, be like, oh, well, look at his history. The I dude- don't think it's coming down to just evaluating. You're evaluating where he is. He's a really good player. Zach I think, Levine. I think it's more so the choice of words, Max. Yeah, so it sounded harsh. Yeah, but- you, you use certain words. That, you know, it's the way you deliver certain things in the words that you use make it sound a certain way, in my opinion, about people. Yeah, I, no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, like, this is the whole thing about media. What people do like to hear is how people sound when the cameras and mics aren't on, right? They're like, and that's how people talk when people, but when the camera and the mics are on and you sound like that, especially athletes can get offended by it because it's like, hold on, man, it's kind of disrespectful. But I do understand the thought underneath it. Why? Well, he was in Minnesota, man. No, no, no. Not that Zach Levine isn't good. I don't think Nick Friedel wouldn't say Zach Levine. No, Zach but the real good. Everyone knows that. Like, what has he won? What is he like? He was in Minnesota. Minnesota just started to become relevant this past year. He was on Chicago Bulls team with a lot of names that Max, you have no idea who they even are mm-hmm. before they became relevant. Sure. So, like, it, there is context involved in that stuff. But, but it, I understand. If you give Zach Levine max money and you give DeMar DeRozan max money. Now you have to hope that you can build out a roster around them that can win a championship. Now, I think they are it's – they're interesting calls because DeRozan and Levine together are right in that gray area. Are they good enough if you have real good pieces you know, around DeRozan them? DeRozan was in an MVP conversation, man. They are good enough. Okay. You think the Bulls are good enough as currently constructed to win a championship? I, I, no, I don't. I don't think they're – That's what I'm I, saying. No, I don't. But you're fo- – wait. But you're focusing on DeRozan and Levine, and they are part of a championship core, in my opinion. Now, whether Patrick Williams can have a full year, right. whether Alonzo Ball can play the entire year, whether you get into do they need an additional big, is that Carl Anthony Town? Who is that that helps his team in a trade? Like That's a conversation. That's my – guys, this is my point. But that's what Max is saying. Yeah. You can't add a Carl Anthony Towns. Because of the money is what he's saying. So you have to hope Patrick Williams develops into, I've said it all along, he's the key. If he can develop into a special player and he has the ability to do it, now the Bulls can win a championship. But when you give out two max contracts to a Batman and Robin of DeRozan Levine caliber, which is good, but probably not good enough to win a championship unless someone on your roster already takes a big step forward. And the Bulls may have that too. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying I get it. It's not so clear. Give them the contract. We're going to win a championship, Key. Yeah, it, you, 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 you're right, Max, when you have, and you know this, Jay, when you have two, you need the third guy. Mm-hmm. You just do. You, you, you need that third guy, whether it's a LeBron James and a Kyrie Irving, but you got to have some spark of a Kevin Love and a bunch of other guys that are around. And if they stayed healthy throughout the way, throughout the course of things, if there was a – uh, Caruso still healthy, if there was a, a ball still healthy, maybe they find themselves in a championship, uh, maybe not, but it, it would be close. If you had a big dude, though, you can get over the top for sure. Well, that big dude is Vucevic, and that's the question. Yeah, man, he doesn't play defense. Got to have it's a Vucevic. big play better defense than that. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Celtics host the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. The Sixers are on the brink of elimination. 
Joel Embiid says, no matter what happens, he's in a lose-lose situation. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, uh, boy, the Sixers looked bad on the road. Man, this has been a home, like, home team looks completely different on the road, which is usually what you see in young teams. You know, they look totally different on the road, but even some of these veteran teams look different on the road. Joel Embiid. Spent, you know, got hit in the face. So far, the, I think the MVP for the well, Heat's been Pascal Siakam. Yeah. I mean, because once Embiid misses a couple games and comes back and he's not quite the same, and, you know, he got hit in the face and broke his orbital bone. And mm. Well, the ball hit him in the face. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the Toronto series. I understand, yeah. but I'm saying for Joel last night, the ball hit him in the face. He didn't get hit in the face. Well, he got hit in the face with the ball. It was, yes. it was, so, uh, it was so ugly. You know, we were watching a little bit of the game, obviously, and, and uh, you know, I don't know what it was. It was 50, I think it was 51 to 69 maybe. Mm-hmm. And I had to walk up to the TV, and I had to look at the, the – I had to really look and say, is that really the score? <laughs> I was like, damn, they getting run out of the building. This was early in the game, right? It was – yeah, it was like 51-69 at one point. I was like, well, Philly, here we go. By the way, according to ESPN Stats and Info, last quarter century, 25 years of regular season and playoff games, if you are leading by 25 points with five minutes to play, like, you know, obviously the game's over, right? No one's ever coming back. But literally, no one's ever coming back. 3,969 games. 3,969 games. Uh, not a single team has come back from down what? 25 in five minutes. Wow. Even what? in the three-point yeah. era, it doesn't matter. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, Training for a Better Life. So, here is Joel Embiid talking about Doc keeping him in the game where he gets hit in the face with the ball. Don't forget, he's got a, he's got a mask on for that fractured orbital bone. And here's Joel after the game. Um, uh, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a specialist. I'm just listening to the doctors. Um, I don't think so. So it's just about, you know, pain tolerance. And, uh, you know, this is a lose-lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft. And, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess is just not good enough. By the way, well, I mean, 
Man. Key, by the Man. way, when I the Man. stat was like, why was Joel Embiid in the game is the question, right? Well, why does Doc keep him in the game when you when no team ever comes back from down twenty five? Man, it's tough. Jay noticed Max, and I noticed it's tough though on coaches mm-hmm. to take star players out, even though it's blowouts, because it's like you waving the towel, right? Mm-hmm. The, the white flag, you you giving up, and you know. I've been in games when we had no opportunity to come back and you sitting there saying, why do you have these players in the game? Coaches just – that's how they coach. And But but, but more to it, though, Jay, I kind of agree with, with Joel B in terms of the way people would view him, the 76ers. You know, if, if he doesn't play, it's an issue. If he plays and he has a bad game – it's now an issue. He can't win in certain situations. All athletes face that all over the place. Baker Mayfield just went through that with Cleveland over the course of an entire season. Of course, Embiid is a higher caliber player in his sport. But here's what Jay, here's what you and I have talked about last year with Giannis. He had a hyperstended knee, and it looked like his career when it initially uh, happened. We was like, oh man, this this is not good, but. When he came back and he, I don't know, what, what did he score, 50 or something crazy, whatever it was, we was like, oh, yeah, see, that's we, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And if Joel Embiid goes out there and he has a, 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 fanta- a fantastic game in Miami and he plays well, we like, see, that's what we're talking about. You guys do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Yates, play <laughs> Joel Embiid sound again, please. Um, uh, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a specialist. I'm just listening to the doctors. Um, I don't think so. So it's just about, you know, pain tolerance. And, uh, you know, this is a lose-lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, i probably get called soft. And, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess is just not good enough. This is what starts to really frustrate me about Joel Embiid. And we talked about, I made the statement that sometimes I feel like this team is a leaderless on the floor. And you get into a whole debate about bigs and their ability to lead. I do not want to hear Joel Embiid after they get blitz by 20 plus points on the road where they came out with no sense of urgency talk about how his situation is going to be framed as a victim. I don't. I don't want to hear Joel Embiid say, well, you know, it's a lose-lose scenario for me. Key, you know what I want to hear Joel Embiid say? You know what? My face is where it is. I'm going to go and put in the work. I want to win this damn series. Got to figure it out. I would have turned every question into, I'm not making any excuses. I don't care. Yeah. I'm all about winning this damn series. Yeah. And for me, when I hear somebody frame a conversation that way, it makes me think about how you are mentally leading your team. It feels like you are setting your team up for excuses. Okay. And so. I, I, I don't want to hear excuses from a player that should have won the MVP. Even though I know where it is, I know you're playing with a fractured orbital in your face. I know you have a hurt finger. You're out there playing, though. I know what time it is. Yeah. I just want you to go out and play, man. Do it. Okay, so now I'm going to do a little bit of a, a germ spreading, so to speak. Our, our Philadelphia 76er fan, Yates, can you play that sound for me one more time? 
Um, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, obviously I'm not a specialist. I'm just listening to the doctors. Um, I don't think so. So it's just about, you know, pain tolerance. And, uh, you know, this is a lose-lose situation for me. Uh, you know, if I don't play, you know, uh, probably get called soft. And, you know, if I play and I play bad, uh, you know, probably say, you know, probably come up with a bunch of stuff that I guess he's just not good enough. So, Jay and Max, remind me, did Joel Embiid kind of come at Doc a couple weeks ago? About. I, yes. I, I, yeah, yes. He about, did, right? about the scheming, yes. Okay. So, could this be a shot? And this is a germer spreader mm-hmm. move by me. Could this be a roundabout way of mm-hmm. sending a message about Doc if I don't play? He's going to basically try to call me soft and try to say. Yeah, I had the same that, thought. Huh, Max? I, I had the same thought. Yeah, could it yeah. be Could it be that opposed to the fan base in the media? Could he be talking about his head coach would perceive him a certain way because he's not on the floor with the team, even though he put him in a situation to get hurt? Could this be that? I'm just asking. This about Maybe. Doc at all? Maybe. I have no idea. Yates, do me a favor. Tell me. Because I think I know, but just explain to everybody the context of the question that was asked to Joel Embiid for the answer that we just heard. So they asked him, you know, is it is it a, a benefit or a problem? Like, are you concerned about your health long term while you're playing with this facial injury? And that was his response. So, no. Hey, listen, it's you, tough, you want to hear from Doc Rivers himself since we brought him up? Well, hold, hold on, hold on, Max. Glenn, I, but I sure. hear that it's tough, though, Yates. But I'm still going to hold my ground by saying he answered the question right off the bat. He said, I don't think so. And he went into it. But then when you start saying, well, it's a lose-lose for me, like it makes me feel like you're positioning yourself as a victim to a degree. Yeah, right. See, Why isn't it a win? Lose, if, what lose, if you win the game? Then it's a win. But it sounds like when he says lose-lose, is he talking about the perception from a fan-based standpoint, media, or is he talking about the perception from his coach that yeah. – it's a lose-lose because he is going to perceive me as, well, I'm just not good enough. You know that, that, that well, Joel is just not good enough. He, I need more. I need better from but somebody. But, Key, the question was this. The question was, I th- I'm, I'm with you. The question was this. Like, he was asked about, does he have concerns he could make the injury worse by playing through it? And, Jay, when you say lose-lose, I agree with you. It's not lose-lose. What if you win? Then, it's, then there's it's a win legendary. in it, right? Let's hear from Doc Rivers, okay? This is Doc Rivers after the game about what just happened? I want to watch the tape or burn the tape. I'm not sure which one. I'll probably watch it uh, because I have to, and then I'll burn it. Uh, But we'll be ready um, next game. We have to be. Well, I mean, (laughs) if you're not ready, they're going to burn you in Philadelphia. They're going to send you packing. So that's for sure. I understand he knows – now, all of a sudden, you're in the fight not only for to win, you're in the fight for your job. And if he doesn't win, they're going to probably fire him. They get, they get, you know, they lose in Philadelphia, he'll probably be fired on whatever day. If the game is on, what's the day? What are we, Wednesday? The game will be on, what, Friday, Saturday? they probably going to wind up packing his bag shortly after that. Yeah, I will tell you, uh, there's sometimes, um, and I was watching the game last night, texting with my boys, and, and Yates actually brought up during our meeting this morning that made me kind of laugh. Because whenever I was in college, Key, I played on a team full of three-point shooters, right? We had myself, Mike Dunleavy, 
Shane Battier. We had guys that can space the floor, Chris Duan. And when teams would play zone, we would literally laugh. Even in the NBA, when teams would revert back to a zone, I'm like, ah, you're playing zone? That means I'm getting free shots. Watch how we hit the middle of the zone. Watch how we turn, we face, we hit the opposite side. Watch how we have shooters in the corner. And it feels like sometimes when Eric Sposher and Miami Heat go to play zone, it's like, whoa, what a, what a brilliant defensive scheme. And I'm like, <laughs> what, Philly, we can't figure out how to play against a zone? So I think there are a lot of questions about strategy from Glenn Rivers. And then there's also a lot of questions around personnel oh, and Glenn sense of Rivers. urgency, Key. <laughs> what do you mean? No, just and the fact that you called him Glenn Rivers. Took his PhD his away. Name. He asked us to call him Glenn. His name is I don't Glenn. Know, it's just funny. You know, it, it, it hates in my ear talking about that's his name. Just, <laughs> you can't take his basketball PhD away, Jay. I'm, I'm just saying, man, there is a certain point where I can sit here and say that the team didn't come out with a sense of urgency that they needed to be in, it felt like, an opportunity for game five, sense of urgency to win and then take it back home and close. And at a certain point, that's on coaching too. It's your job as our coach get to get us ready mentally for what, how and how we have to play in that game. They're going to have to win a game on the road to win this series, and now they have to win game six at home to extend it. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champion Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. Tom Brady has agreed to join Fox Sports as its lead NFL analyst whenever he stops playing. I am genuinely surprised by this. Mm, I'm not surprised. He's a quarterback. Fox has an opening. Fits right up his alley. It's almost like a layup for him just to stay visible. It's the same thing as a Barkley or a Shaquille O'Neal. And Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, is with us now. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Max. So uh, Tom Brady gets his deal with yeah. Fox for a paltry $375 million. Ooh. Oh, Lord. <laughs> According to the New York Post, that's over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't major in math, but I'm going to go ahead and say right off the top of my head, that's 37.5 average annual value. It's pretty good. <laughs> well done by you. Thank you. Columbia. So what is this? Does this signal that, like, how much longer is he going to play? I don't think it signals anything about that. I, I, think, I think Fox was making the announcement. I, I was just told on an earnings call. I mean, they're trying to, you know, make a splash. Uh, they made it clear that it's up to him when it, when it starts. Um, but, no, I don't think it means this is his last year. I, I think it's his last year in Tampa, but I don't think it means can this I, is his last year in the NFL. Can I give you a theory? Sure. Fox has a Super Bowl this year, not next year, then the mm-hmm. year wait, after. Wait, 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 Max, 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 wait, wait. You just said last year in Tampa, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, the contract's up after this year, voids after this year, so he'll be able to go wherever he wants to go. And Miami, what? Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like he had a little bit of a wandering eye this past year, right, with the retirement and then coming back, so – yeah, I think there's some intrigue as to where he might play in 2023, assuming he does. I mean, he could decide to retire Uh-oh. again. We don't know. Nobody knows. And anybody who tells you how long Tom Brady's going to play is making it up because I don't think he knows. Dan, this is why I said yesterday on our call when we were talking about this. I said, hey, the fact that this is being leaked out there, right? Oh, $375 yeah. million dollars over 10 years. That's what the value of his contract is. I think this gives him incredible leverage that when the situation is over, to then go and say, okay, well, in order for me not to go do TV, 
I want to have an ownership stake in the team moving forward. Or that's what you know, something like forty plus million dollars. Forty yeah, plus I mean, million right? dollars. I don't think yeah. he needed that for leverage to get forty. I mean, yeah, quarterbacks yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah, the money. But why money not? Side of it. Yeah, by the time he decides to go to the booth, that yeah. thirty-seven and a half might not even be a lot of money anymore. I mean, because quarterbacks are now getting that kind of money, and Brady, if he wanted to hold a team up, what team's not going to? Yeah. I want fifty a year. Okay, Tom, here's your fifty. But I'm saying I don't want fifty. I want a handshake on ownership when it's all yeah. said and yeah. done. Yeah, but that, I, that, that, but that ownership stuff, though, Jay, as I keep telling you, that that's a lot of violations from a salary cap. Yeah, but Key, I'm not, I'm not talking about having a, a visual like a contract. I'm talking about an understanding between your current ownership and me. That when this is over, after I come here, this is going to be in place. But that would require a, a, that would require a skirting of the rule. Oh, Miami, you said? Okay, yeah. All right. Just, anyway, yes. Well, I don't. I don't I mean, <laughs> what? I, what? A private yacht conversation? What? Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, Dan, you would know more from an insider standpoint because you dialed into the NFL, the owners. You you know what the league office on Park Avenue, how they operate to a degree. I just don't see where. Those type of conversations, no matter how great Tom Brady is and no matter what they love about Tom Brady, to put themselves in a tricky situation by promising something down the line, and you know how these things get out. All of a sudden, you, you're promising them something, it gets out. Now you're up, you know, you up against all sorts of rule violations, and you know other owners will be jealous and turn you in. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that it, there's a reason that we haven't seen it. I think if, if you're Tom Brady and you want to believe you're the first one who can pull it off, then you know you have some evidence <laughs> from your career that you could be the first guy to do uh, certain things. So, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see how it ends up. It may be as simple as him wanting to play somewhere else, honestly. I mean, that, that could be – but, yeah, I mean, people talk about that all the time, a lot of these high-profile deals. Well, you know, could you tie your salary to salary cap growth? Could you get a piece of the team – you know – we haven't seen it done yet. Uh, maybe Brady would be the first guy to pull it off. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, Fox has a Super Bowl, not mm-hmm. next year, but the year after. This mm-hmm. year, not next year, the year after. Mm-hmm. That gives Tom Brady two bites at the apple, maybe one with a new team to win a Super Bowl, and then he can be in the booth by the time his the, 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 the company he signed up with has it again calling the Super Bowl. That Matt sounds Jones Brady-ish. versus Kyle Trask. Yeah, That'd be right. great in the Super Bowl. Then, and then what did you say the other day, Key? Like, and then the stat's going to be like by the middle of this century, it's going to be like Tom Brady has either played in or called 50% of yeah, all Super exactly. Bowls ever. That's right. Oh, yeah, he'll get that percentage way back up there. But, Dan, what? I, I, I scratch my head, though, right? I mean, I know it's real, but it doesn't feel real, right? $375 million, $37.5 million a year to call games. I just – it's just mind-boggling. You now have doubled Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, reportedly the highest-paid guys doing this in this particular space. And you're talking possibly two years from now, let's give it a number, that Tom Brady is going to be calling games. I just I chuckle at it because it's a lot of damn money for a guy that hadn't done it before. Well, that's true. We don't know what kind of broadcaster Tom Brady's going to be. Yeah, the money would be, I think it would make him the eighth highest paid quarterback uh, right now in terms of average annual value if, uh, if, he, if that was his, his salary. Yeah, I agree with the key. I mean, it looks like, I mean, if all the numbers are right, and I don't know anybody's numbers other than what's been reported, but, uh, you know, I guess we got a real good deal on Aikman. Is that a, I mean, I guess we, we did well there. Hey, Dan, how, how good do you think he will be as an announcer? 
Uh, that's a good – see, I think that's a really important question. Like, Tom Brady, like, I'm sure he will over-prepare, right? Like, I'm sure he will not be insufficiently prepared for his assignments. But what, how good will he be during the game? Will he be kind of like a – you know, sort of afraid to say anything, not to ruffle feathers? Or will he, will he be will, – will he deliver something like – you know, like Romo has in terms of, you know, you know, the way people have connected with Romo, the predicting the plays, all that enthusiasm. I, I think he could be whatever he wants to be. It's just a question of how far he wants to go. Dan Graziano giving the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And by the way, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Wait, and thank you, Dan, mm. as always. Wait until you hear the straight talk from one NBA owner about her team's current situation. That's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.